Doctor? What doctor? Doctor who? Doctor who, did you say? Eh? Doctor who? What are you talking about? gibberish or do you really know what you're talking about well there's one thing doing this podcast has taught me and that is doctor who should never do six part stories i think i agree yeah i i can't think of any six parter other than one that justifies its length and that one justifies its length by being a two-parter and a four-parter roughly stitched together which Mm. is uh, seeds of doom Mm. um but other than that, uh, anything past four, I think you're pushing it. It is. It, they uh, they overstay their welcome. Yeah, don't they? Definitely. Because this this yeah this there's a couple of episodes in this you could cut out, and the story would remain the same. Um, I know it was all for budget, wasn't it? It was if you sp- you you spread the cost over six episodes, you've got more budget to yes. build sets and that than you have over four, um, which is why we ended up with. You know, the end of Troughton with like ten episodes and lots of six parts and that because it was just the cheapest way of doing it. But um, yeah, I must admit there was a few because I what you watched this episodically, didn't you? I watched this I in one lump. Oh <laughs> so God. there was a there was a few times when I start you know you start to your eyes start to close. Mm. I don't know everything. You jerk, jerk away. Have I missed anything? Ah, oh no, they're still in the corridor. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, that thing you say about you know it 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 was a budgetary choice. Yeah. That's especially true with this story. It's not a case that the the Bristol boys submitted a synopsis and said, "Look, this has got to be a six-parter to encompass it." They were asked to write yeah. a six-parter by the BBC. They wanted a six-part yeah. slot. Exactly. Yeah, it was ri- written to fill a a slot rather than we've got a compelling story that. We can only do it justice in six episodes. Yeah. Um, that, no, it wasn't yeah. that. It was the first thing. Um, so, yeah, that's the story. And like I said last time, this is a story that uh, I knew absolutely nothing about. Um, all you I knew. This, huh? Yeah. All I knew was the mutants has got this beetle creature, which I'd seen yeah. a photo of. I didn't know anything about the story. I didn't know anything about the cast that were going to be in it. So I bet there was a few surprises. I have, I, I have yeah. copious notes that I, I wrote <laughs> down. I was pausing it an awful lot because I had to yeah. pause and write something down. All right. So, yeah, a big surprise to me, this story. Uh, but we'll go through each development as it comes, shall we? Yeah, yeah, let's... We can't wander around here all night with nobody noticing, can we? Doctor! Doctor! Attention! Your malfunction in storage area 3. Immediate investigation ordered. Possible emergency. Out. We should have gone the first time. Come on. Oh, we couldn't have known. Come on! 
We're in enough trouble already. Two malfunctions, eh? I don't like the sound of that. Can't hold it much longer. Oh, what is it? I've no idea, but whatever it is, it isn't friendly. Away from that door. Look, careful. Away from that door! Look at his hand! and Cotton investigating malfunction storage area three. Mutant native contacted and destroyed. Two other non-personnel found and held. Report ends. Good evening, sir. Will you please come with us to reception? I assume I have no choice. This way, sir. Mutant native, you said? That's right, sir. All right. Start from the beginning. Well, for it's... start, that's my first thing. It is the bloody it's yeah. Monty Python bloke. It, it just... looks like a Michael Palin. He's dressed yeah. like the it's man, and I'm sure there was one of the it's sequences where he was on on a misty quarry world. like yeah, this. Yeah, I think so. Because it's the way it's filmed. It had to be. This was this was a pastiche of it, and it? it's just so close. The makeup's the same. Run into the camera. To... <laughs> It's yeah. <laughs> right, that was shock number one. It's like bloody hell, yeah. that is blatant. Um so then, there he is, he's got a spiny back. Um, yeah, spiny Norman, yeah. Spiny Norman, another Monty Python, yes. Yeah. And um then you've got this bloke calling out Mutt. Mutt. Mutt Yeah. Um it, these these guys appear and in my notes I put Planet of the Avons. Ah, well, they, they, yeah, I could take a, I, yeah. I, I could if I wanted to take a photo now and show you my notes because it says, oh. "Mutt Mutt" from a bloke in a very season three Blake Seven outfit, and then yeah. I've put two more blokes find the dead Mutt, all very Blake Seven. Yes, yeah. So this is the uh, the Sky Marshal, who um, is his trousers are far too tight, bless him, um, and uh, <laughs> Stubbs and Cotton. Mm. I'm now, sure we'll have more to say about We, we will we have more on. to say, but but this thing, all very Blake 7, right? The yes, way it yeah. starts, the way it's shot, those outfits... Yeah, Blake 7. Oh, screaming Blake 7 to me. Yeah. Um, the old Marshall, I keep thinking, is Gan all the time, because he's yeah. got a bit of a resemblance to old David Jackson. That's um, right. Yeah, but then I was thinking also, a lot of this story could be... A Blake Seven story. It you wouldn't could, take much to rewrite it, would yeah, it? Yeah, get the Doctor out, put Avon in, yeah. take Joe out and put, like, Callie in, yeah. and a lot of this could be a Blake Seven story. Well, you could you could easily rewrite it. So um, the Liberator comes across an, uh, a ship that's dead in space. There's one dying survivor who says, I've got to get this message to... Uh, and dies. <laughs> yeah, it's... <laughs> And, Imperative. Um, so then they have they know the name of the planet, they know where it's heading, but they don't know who this message is for. And there you go. The rest of it, you wouldn't have to change much. No, no. It could be a Blake Seven story. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is probably the most Blake Seven story of Doctor Who, I would think, isn't it? Well, visually, it is. Yeah, yeah, visually. That, 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 which is because there's like what three, four years between this and Blake Seven. No, it's more like six, um, isn't it? This is, is like seventy two. Oh, seventy two. Yes, I've seen so it's six years. Yeah. yeah, so um, six years difference, and realistically, not much has changed. No, 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 no. Uh, well, we go away from the Blake Seven bit because the Doctor gets a ball. 
Yes. Um, we get the small. I think this is the smallest unit lab set ever. It's one corner, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> and, and that's where all we do see of it, isn't yeah. it? Um, and yeah, he's been given an assignment by the Time Lords. Yes. Yeah, um, a Time Lord container. Yes. Um, yeah, I do love that. If if you think uh, poor old Billy Bob was the only Doctor Who that fluffed his lines. Pertwee has a wonderful one here, doesn't he? He just repeats the same thing twice. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it did throw yeah. him. I saw that on the info yes. track. It did throw him, and yeah, <laughs> he had to think about wh where he was yeah. in in the script. Um, and and apparently, yeah, when they filmed that, that was the first bit of filming of that evening, and and you yeah. know that the, the filming block underran, so they could have gone back and refilmed it, which is a bit curious. I, um, I don't mind because, like we said last time. Um, People do make mistakes and say, you know, no one's perfect. I mean, I've just fluffed that sentence, but yeah, I, I quite like this. I quite like it. You can see it. The, you can see the look of self-disgust cross, self-disgust cross John Pertwee's face, though, can't you? In this mm. scene, it's he's judged himself. Um, it's interesting that that uh, the Doctor describes it as a three-line whip, isn't it? The most, the most sort of Tory of Doctors. Yes. Yes, yeah. He uses political language. Yeah. What do you think about this idea of the Doctor being a messenger boy for the TARDIS, uh, uh, for, for the I, Time I, Lords? I quite like it. I, they, they, they did it a couple of times. They didn't overuse it. But I quite like that idea that, that the Time Lords... Because it's the sort of thing Time Lords feel like they would do, and it's like, yes, we've given you your freedom, but... Yeah, but why are they pop to the shops for us? Why do they want him to pop to Solos? Why, why are the Time Lords interested in you know you know in improving well, the stagnating situation i i, I thought of this and there is a way there is a way they could have had this work out where it would make perfect sense um almost pretty much and and that was spoilers at the end that it turns out this is gallifrey and the doctor's Pushing the Time Lords into the next step of their evolution uh, into yeah. Time Lords, because that would work then. Because the, the the big conceit of this is that the Time Lords don't bother telling him who it's for or what it is, which seems a very um, or where he's going. Silly, yeah, a silly way to do it, doesn't it? They would have been better off hiring DHL or my Hermes at a push, wouldn't they? Um, yeah, the, the fact that they don't tell him and he says, "I I don't know," wouldn't it be fun finding out sort of thing? It's like it's not really efficient. No. Hmm. All right. So yeah, he's going to go off. They go off. Yes. And Joe, Joe runs into the TARDIS. And yep. And off it goes. Um, and yeah. and and then we cut to the USS Cock and Ball. This yes. this rather ooer spaceship. What do you think of the models? I I recognise this model. Yeah. I've seen photos of it. <laughs> I think it was at the Blackpool exhibition. I think I've seen a photo of it hanging up on wires somewhere. Um, I'm not keen on it. This is yeah. um, um, typical BBC idea of a different style spaceship, I suppose. A ball with a pole on the end. Yeah, it looks a bit like an ice cream cone or something, doesn't it? It's not, it's it's not the most ball. detailed. Uh, the planet's weird as well. Well, yeah, I mean, when they when they arrive and, and Joe looks out <coughs> the window, <Yeah. coughs> we see it a couple of times, and I'm not quite sure what that is. I, I don't know if it's a painting, and I don't know if it's a globe I, with some yeah. sort of some polyfiller on it or something. Yeah, to me, to me, it looks like a very small ball covered in, like, silicon sealant or something like that. 
because she's she's sort of talking, saying, "Oh, look, you can see the the clouds and things." It's like in space. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's when the Doctor tells her they're on a sky base. This is yes. a sky, sky base. Sky base one, yeah. Sky base one, yeah. And everyone on their uniforms has SB on it, just to remind them yes. where they come from. They're on a uh, sky and then, base. And then we get our first special guest star, which is another Blake Seven um, link, is Serverland's walls are here. Yes, yeah, I've got triangle wall panels, yeah. yes, alongside 70s font signs. Yeah, they were yeah. using them six years before Blake yeah. Seven. It shows how long they were in uh, in the BBC's uh, prop room, doesn't it? These yeah. flat panel walls. Yeah, my next um, note is is a Blake Seven note as well because I put some squabble with some Gola stroke goth types. Yep. And yeah, yeah straight they, out Blake Seven. They, yeah. they, they, these have wandered out the tents of goth, haven't they? These yes, guys. Yeah. So so these are the um, the BBC stock uh, noble savage yet weirdly futuristic type natives because um, this this story basically is colonialism isn't it it's writ it's, large yeah, yes it it's, is yeah, it's yeah. not it's not subtle and these these are the stand-ins for um which is it's such a weird thing to say now it's like the native population of a country that britain at one point or another screwed up yes um, but they're they're a fighting faction and so you got you got Kai on one side who is full of anger but wants to negotiate the the overlords the um, the marshals people away and then you've got um, the other goth guy I can't think what his name is what was his name what Varon Varon that's it yeah, yeah he um, he's your he's your warlord isn't he he wants to fight them away with his three men and small unconvincing village oh that is terrible later yeah. on that is terrible yeah and it is it is colonialism yeah these were peaceful farmers until the overlords came and poisoned the place and yeah we get lots of talk about decontamination yeah this this is really weird because they they say to them you need to decontaminate after having a face-to-face -face conversation with them mm. and letting them wander about for a bit wouldn't you want to decontaminate someone before you speak to them face yeah. to face, you would um, have thought. Yeah, it it's uh, it's it's a strange uh, setup they got, but we do get a date as well. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Yep. Seventh, sorry, thirtieth century. Yes, but of course it's not on Earth. All we know no. is that Earth has got an empire, and yep. Solos is one of the last planets to be colonized. Yes, and the Doctor mentions um, Gibbon's decline and fall of the Roman Empire. Mm -hmm. um, and says this is the decline of the human empire, um, which is, uh, like I say, it's it's a nice little sort of nod. Yes. To what this story is going to be about. Yeah, um, let's let, let, let's talk about the Robert Holmes double act then that we've got yes. in this. We've got Stubbs and Cotton. Yes. Who, on the face of it, I I really like this pair because we very rarely get to see normal people uh, and these are these are like they're not particularly fascist they're not evil one of them could be trooper par another blake yeah, seven very thing. very very trooper par mm. um my only concern is that um rick james uh bless him can't act well i didn't realize until he really started trying to act and showing that he couldn't yeah I, I hadn't realized it was him 
because I yeah. think it's the short haircut. Yeah, he does. He's he's changed a bit in the uh, intervening years. Yeah, hasn't he? and he's always got a silly hat on. But here, yeah. with his crew cut, I, I just thought, oh, that's that's interesting. Uh, we've got you know a yeah uh, you know a Caribbean accent. Yeah. Um, and uh, I hadn't spotted or don't spot for a while that actually this guy can't act. Actually, yeah. bloody it's hell, it's Rick James. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, I'm not, I'm not sure why he ever got jobs acting because, yeah, he's just not, I, I, I tried to give him the full benefit of the doubt, you know, and it's quite a nicely written character, but it, he just, not believable at all. Can I uh, just dip into my behind the scenes? Yes. Because yeah, yeah. you say nicely written character, and um, if I can find it, yeah, the um, the the Cotton character is based on a friend of Bob Baker's, right? Oh, a, right. a Northerner called Tyler. All right, and right. yeah, he was supposed to be a Northerner with a Northern accent. And um, yeah, it, it came as a bit of a surprise to to, to old Bob Baker did, when uh, when Rick James was <laughs> cast. Yeah. Do you know who you went up for it and Rick James got it? Go on. Your mate Colin. Really? Colin Baker went up for the part of Cotton. Wow. And they thought they looked at Colin Baker's acting and went, "No, we're going to get with this guy." What? It's a bit weird, isn't it? Very also strange. a bit weird. I've I've watched the uh, documentaries on the DVD, and yeah. uh, there's a thing about you know racism uh, or yeah. race depiction in Doctor Who, and somebody on there was saying about you know the character of Cotton, and about how um, that is a racist name because he's been called Cotton because. That's a not a cotton I picking, never, and it's not. It. It's not. It was meant to be a white northerner called Cotton, yeah. and in fact, Stubbs originally was written as a black character. Right. All right. Because Cotton's a sort of fairly common name. Yeah, Doc Cotton. Yeah, I mean, how does that fit? How does that fit that the that the he's the he's the only. Well, or I won't say the only because Stubbs is the same, but he's not a racist amongst this racist, no, horrible people. He's the is guy it, at the yeah. end who, yeah. when he's given the job of you know overseeing everything, yeah. says, "When we're done, we're going to go home." You know? Yeah, I, no, I don't, that's a strange thing. That's that's I people get finding it. things to I don't complain get it. about, isn't it? The guy playing Stubbs is really good. I like Stubbs. Yes, so I'm saying I, I quite like Cotton as a character. It's just it, it grates every time. Yes. He, yeah. He reads his lines yeah. from the. You like him until he speaks. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah. But but Stubbs Stubbs carries this pair. Yeah. Stubbs is very likable to the point where when again spoilers when Stubbs gets killed, I was think even this time I was thinking oh, I wish it was the other way round. Does that make me racist? <laughs> No, you just know acting. Yeah. 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 But like you say, I like the fact that we just see the common men. Yeah, um, yeah, I, you know. I like it. They're, they're the sort of guards we would be, aren't it? Yeah. Ignoring alarms. We wouldn't be playing chess, <laughs> though, with some yeah. old bits of plumbing pipe. No. Ah, oh, that's what... So in my notes, at this point, I've got toilet rolls. And I was thinking, what the hell? Is, why did I write toilet rolls? It must was be I, the chess pieces. Yeah, I, I think it was the chess pieces. I, I thought, is this a shopping list? <laughs> was I thinking, oh, let's get it looks like rolls. It looks like um, copper um, yeah, plumbing so. pipe to me. Um, so, yeah, they're off playing chess. And meanwhile, the Doctor and Joe, they've got fed up waiting, haven't they? So yes. that, 
they're wandering around and they get attacked. We haven't said, but Varen's Marshal has got like a yeah. monster hand. Yeah, so and the, starts these running around. Salonians, there's this, um, there's this, what they think is a disease uh, kicking about on the planet, um, and it it causes mutations and it causes people to mutate and eventually turn into these uh, sort of bug-like insect creatures. Um, which is one of the reasons I think why the marshal detests them, isn't it? He thinks they're like less than human. Mm. You know, he likes killing them. Um, but then, then we meet someone who's a little bit more sympathetic, and I'd forgotten he was in it because he's not in it for long. And it's like, hey, Jeffrey Palmer! I've got Jeffrey Palmer exclamation mark. Yeah. Well, yes, he that sh- was a shock. Yeah, yeah he he would have. I think he would have been a good choice to play. Um, uh, probably Cotton. <laughs> Anybody would be better. Yeah, anyone, yeah. Dot Cotton would be you know, better. You know, one of those cotton roll tubes from there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. Jeffrey, old Jeffrey there, he, yes. he, he's top dog there, isn't he? And he tells he Marshall, the overlords are pulling out and they're going to give, you know, Solos its independence. Yeah. Um, and Marshall says there's no point in going back to Earth. Earth is just, you know... It, it, it's wasted, isn't it? It's a slag. Yeah. yeah, that's what the doctor says later on. on. Yeah, which nicely sort of ties in with, because whenever we saw the far future Earth in Pertwee's stories, it was always a burned-out slag heap, wasn't yeah. it? Which again reflects the the early seventies um, when we were just burning out everything as slag heaps. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a nice little part. This he's 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 above the Sky Marshal, but the Sky Marshal is just not happy because he's. He's spent twenty odd years or whatever, you know, creating this job, and he's ha- he's a happy little fascist, um, and he doesn't want to go home. No, no, he says, yeah, we just commit genocide here, yeah, and we can all just, yeah, just stay here, just wipe out all What's these Salonians. The so, in um, one thing we haven't pointed out is that rarely for a Doctor Who show, um, the 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 atmosphere on the planet isn't particularly conducive to humans. Mm. So Salonians can and the Doctor can uh, breathe okay, but humans have to wear oxygen masks, or they rapidly will just asphyxiate. Uh, which is a nice touch. We generally don't get this because then you have to have your actors wearing masks. Um, so what the the Sky Marshal's one of his plans is that he's going to uh, use a laser somehow to change the um, the environment on the planet. Um, he's going to terraform it. Uh, quicker than Wayland's Yutani, of course, uh, and he wants to turn it into a planet that's suitable for humans. And he wants he wants this to be basically Earth two, doesn't he? The yes. New Earth, and the centre of a new empire with him presumably in charge. I would have thought. Yes, I think so. Um, the problem I've got with the Marshal um, is I don't find the actor convincing. Um, oh no, no, he's not good at all. Um, if um, this, he's not in the same league as like Nida, is he? No, I think this this either needed, like you say, a Nida, a Peter Miles. Oh, he would have been good. Yeah, you can believe that he yes. means genocide. Yeah, or they should have played the Marshal a bit more like your Baron Harkonnen style. Um, but this is this is sort of a, a vicious man of action, and. Um, the guy's not the fittest in the world, is he? I just... It's like he runs about and I think, oh, you poor fellow, you just sit down somewhere. Well, it's um, very unusual because he's there leading his troops. You don't yeah, usually oh, yeah, get that in yeah. a bad guy. No, he's not... He's not a... Um, he's not a hypocrite 
in that sense. He believes what he's doing and he'll happily do the dirty work himself. So he's unusual in that. But yeah, the, the, I'm not I'm not enamoured by the actor. Um, he's not... He does, just doesn't have that air of menace, I don't think. No. Um, there's, there's a few other actors would have been really good. I mean, Paul Garrett would have been great as a spot. Yes. Actually, Colin... Colin would be Colin as the Marshal, as, yeah. In a babe and sort of way, yeah. Yeah. Can we just mention Marshall's communicator that he's got? Yes. Which is this baton, yeah. which some people have said is a, is a bike pump. Um, yeah, I it, don't think so, because it's quite clever, because he's, he's got this Marshall's baton, and he pulls the top out a little bit, and that's his communicator, which I quite like. Um, it just looks like a... Um, piece of perspex to me yeah it's not a bike pump if you look at it in close-up there, there there's a piece of clear acrylic rod yeah that the you know the top bit is attached to but it's not in the center of the tube it's off to one side yes they yeah. may have used a, a bike pump and then yeah. adapted it yeah but it's not i think that the motion looks like a bike pump but it's definitely not because like you say it's got a clear acrylic rod rather than a, a metal tube in it um, interestingly, late, later on, I think episode five or six, when we see the the doctor working on the Sky Marshal's laser, and there's um, five or six long lengths of perspex tube, uh, a perspex rod, and I thought, I wonder if that's what they use for the Liberator guns. It What's might that be. that kicking about in the store? Yeah, it's the right sort of diameter, oh, it's a, isn't it's it? It's exactly the right diameter, and I thought, can you imagine when they're, they're building the Liberator guns? Go, oh, we've got to build some guns. What have we got? Oh, we've got a lot of this tube in left over from Doctor mm, Who six yeah. years ago. Yeah, might be. Um, the, the the Doctor meets uh, old Geoffrey and gives yeah. him the ball, thinking that it's going to open. And of course it doesn't. It doesn't, no. So now is the mystery, who the bloody hell is the ball for? Yeah. Um, yeah. Who, who, who's the ball going to be? Um, and then Kai... A tussle takes place, doesn't it? Um, and, and Joe gets sort of... grabbed... Um, and uh, Kai wanders past, and the ball fluctuates a bit. Oh yeah, but just before yeah. that, that's when Varen's son shoots. Oh yes. Jeffrey oh, yeah, with a dart gun. About that. Yeah. Yes, yeah, because you've got yeah. that deeply unconvincing conference scene. Yeah, in in a tiny little set, you've got a, a conference with Jeffrey with... talking to about seven people. Yeah, and it's it's not very believable, and the guy playing Kai. Um, is meant to be heckling, and it just crosses as rude because yeah. he's he's basically sat under Jeffrey, like it, yeah, it needed a bigger area. Hmm. Um, um, but then, so shockingly, yeah, um, Varen's son shoots Jeffrey, and he's dead. Well, yeah, I've I've got later down in my notes. Jeffrey is dead? Question mark. Yeah. Why would you bring such a, a great actor in to do one episode? Hmm. Yeah. To the point where, because because I've not seen this in years. Later on, I think episode four or five might even be six. They say um, a big official is going to turn up, and they're they're acting like it's a big show. And I was hoping you would think it was the master. You know, I purposely didn't tell you that the master wasn't in this one. Um, but I was thinking, watching it this time, I thought, oh, cut this. Jeffrey, you must come back. I must have misremembered. But no, no he's, that's gone. he's dead. He's gone. He's gone. Genuinely gone. He lasted like what, 22 minutes. Oh, yeah. A one twenty-two yeah. minute episode. Yeah. And yeah, when when they run past, excuse me, when they run past K 
hive, the ball starts opening, doesn't it? Yes, yeah, it, st it starts to open. So the Doctor now knows that this is Kai's ball. <laughs> He's got one of his balls. Um, yeah, yeah and, and, you know, episode one ends with them being shot as they're going in what I thought to begin with was a phone booth. I didn't realise it's actually a revolving door. This teleport thing, yeah, it's a revolving a door, and they put. Yeah. I reckon that's a revolving door from Are You Being Served or something. Yeah, you're probably right. It and they put is. some plywood yeah. over the glass bits to cover it yeah. up. Well, they, yeah, they they teleport down to the receiving station, which is on, um, on the planet's surface, which looks like pretty much the same set redressed. But on the on the wall, uh, something that just gladdened the cockles of my heart. Uh, is an is two original props from 2001: A Space Odyssey. Would you believe it? Yes, they. And once you've seen them, you can't oh, unsee them. They're yeah. there, aren't they? Yep. There's a, a, a well. There's actually two Discovery backpacks on the wall, and just to one side, there's a Clavier Space backpack uh, on the wall. And it's like because the the big thing about 2000, the reason it it's so shocking to us is the big thing about 2001 is that um, Stanley Kubrick insisted and personally helped take part in destroying all the props models everything because he didn't want the stuff to be carted out of a skip and used by a cheap shoddy sci-fi production mm -hmm. and it's ironic i wonder how these little bits survived i i know and and it's still a surprise because you know the aries yeah. 1b um turned up didn't it a few years yes, ago that's and, true, and, yeah, and that was yeah. supposed to have been smashed but no it survived yeah how the bloody hell that it made its way to the bbc i just i just love the fact that at some point stanley kubrick must have said to one of the props guys you have destroyed it didn't you and they went yeah stanley yeah 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 we have can you imagine and him got in his car one saturday night having his beans on yeah. toast <laughs> and then yeah. seeing, seeing that this. if he's splattering beans all over his tv screen oh, he would not have been a happy man Oh no! Um, oh, but yeah, Lord. it's amazing, and it it it, it sort of um, is a highlight of episode two because not a lot happens in episode two. I have to say. No, what have I got for um, uh, episode two? Well, the Doctor's taken to meet Jaeger because the Marshal yeah. has said, you know, uh, I'll get my men to get Joe back if you uh, go and work with Jaeger. Yeah. Um, I've got Marshal meets Varen's son, who shoots him with the same dart gun. And then I've put, in a really rubbish way, tries to kill Varen. And then I've put my wife's name, right? Oh, right. Okay. And that is because... Was she, was she in this episode? No, but this, this is the scene that you've described before, where you have said, you know, you're quite happy watching Brain of Morbius, Pyramids of Mars, if one of your family comes in and sits down next to you, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. But at that point, when the marshal tries to kill Varen, that's when my wife oh. came in and sat down because I was watching it one morning over breakfast and she watched a few minutes and she just went because <laughs> I said I was nine when this uh, came out and she went I don't think I would have liked this if I was nine and then went <laughs> and went and it's like oh but there's better Doctor Who's than this yeah. it's always the way isn't it it's yeah. always the why way why couldn't it have been a John Pertwee yeah. moment you know yeah mm. yeah there's, there's to be fair this there's a good chance if you stumbled into any of this story that you'll hit something that's embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, all I, all the other bits I've got here, I've got Doctor and Jaeger try to reverse uh, reverse yeah. the ball. I'll reverse the particles in the balls. Um, that's right, so the outside's on the inside and the inside's yeah. on the outside. And they briefly glimpse something, don't they? 
Um, it's pure, pure filler, all of this stuff. Isn't yeah. It? I've put Doctor meets Varen and finds out what his nibs is up to. They mean the Marshal. Marshal lies to the Doctor that Cotton found Joe and she's in hospital. Yes. Um, a, a way of getting the Doctor to wait and help Jaeger eliminate the Salonians. Cotton talks to the Doctor and admits the truth jumped by Varen as he tries to go down to the surface. So pretty much the same ending exactly to one and two. Exactly the same episode ending, yep. It's just the Doctor and Varen instead of Joe and Kai. Yeah, and nothing um, comes at that fight because when they appear no. on the planet uh, the Doctor convinces Varen, no you don't need to fight me, I'm on your side. Yeah, and he, he, yeah, he gets his word as a warrior uh, that he's gonna sort of take him to Kai um, yeah, the whole the whole of episode two, you could just that could have been ignore. snipped. Yeah, couldn't snip, it? Snip it out completely to the point where my notes are quite brief on episode two because I did fall asleep. Right. This early, in, I fell asleep and I woke up and I had to rewind it and I wish I hadn't bothered. So, like, oh, well, so if you were asleep, can you? Were you asleep during the explanation of what these firestorms are? Because apparently the firestorms didn't appear until. It's, yeah, the it's when yeah the uh, when uh, Jaeger started his laser experiments to change the atmosphere. Oh, so it's a result of that. that. Yes. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so it's basically almost this entire story comes down to Jaeger's fault. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, so uh, and then I put Joe and Kai meet the first full mutants. That's the first yes. time we, 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 we see of them. And there's six of them. I was very surprised that they actually made six of these co yeah, costumes. Yeah, and these were... Um, I, I was a little bit facetious last week when I said it was, it's the best outfit in Pertwee's time. But these were we very highly regarded. I was a young nipper of a fan that these were like really good suits. These were um, done by James Atchison. That's the, that's the fellow. We, yeah. we mentioned him a few weeks ago and how he we went did, on yeah. to uh, work in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I like them. I like them. I, I, I've got two problems with them. Um, the first one is here and the second one I'll, I'll, I'll mention later when it happens. But I like them from a distance, but when you see them close up, there's something about those eyes. If, yeah. they, if the eyes were just like a shiny black, or one colour, like white or something, but the way they've given them pupils, yeah, and they they're sort of like goofy. Marty Feld, yeah, the bit, yeah, Marty Feldman. They they needed um, black eyes, dead eyes, like a doll's eyes. Yes, That's very good, Quint. Um, in my notes, when the mutant appears, I've just got sneaky fucking prawns. <laughs> um, yeah, these predate. Um, uh, what the hell was that film called? Something nineteen. Oh, the, um, South African. Uh, District 19. District 19, yeah. yeah oh, they are very District 19, them, yeah. aren't they? We yeah, by a CGI, long way. Mate. Yeah. We had John Scott Martin. We didn't need CGI. Yeah. Um, the next thing I've put in big letters and an exclamation mark is Crap CSO. Yes. Because that's when we got Joe in this radiation cave. Oh, it's, it, I put Disco Cave. Oh. Um, it's, it's funkadelic, isn't it? It's really uh, headache inducing. Well, um, I saw on the info track that that was actually meant to be a set, but for some oh reason yeah. or another, most likely money, they didn't make it. So that's like a three-foot miniature that she's been CSO'd into. Right, okay. Hmm. I mean, it's not... It's, 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 it's weirdly alien. Um, not alien the film, but alien as in it's, it's, it looks non-human sort of thing. It's a, it's a nice 
sort of thing, but it's just not convincing at all. None of the CSO in this story. I mean, pretty much no CSO in the history of Doctor Who is that convincing. No. But this is especially gaudy. It yeah, is really um, bad. And Joe, Joe's passing out from radiation poisoning and sees a, a shape coming towards her. Yeah, it's a man in a fire suit, basically. Yeah. One of those high-temperature fire suits. It uh, is, yes. Yeah. Which I, I used to have for my Action Man. I had the I Action Man, action one of them. Man. Lovely it, silver, yeah. that was, wasn't it? Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, that's yeah. worth a bit, man. Oh yeah, um, and I of course I still don't know who that is or what's going on because I don't know anything no. about this story. Um, and then I've put Doctor gives Kai the ball, which opens store tablets with old ones writing. Yes. And then I've put there was an Earth bloke called Sondergaard who could decipher them, but he vanished. Yeah. Did you immediately go? Ooh, I, I put straight up, <laughs> straight afterwards. I put. I wonder if that will be important. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a bit on the nose, isn't it? I do quite like the um, these tablets and that. They're quite, and I like the fact the Doctor doesn't know what they are. No. Now he would know immediately, wouldn't he? Mm. He would lick them and go, "Wow." Well, he'd have trouble licking the originals because originally they weren't tablets; they were scrolls. Oh, really? They were parchment yeah. scrolls. Yeah. Um, and then I've put Varen is on a set with a hut. Right, he's got. Yes. Uh, he's got oh, he goes back to his village. Yeah. Yes, this one his, singular his hut is, is his village. This hut yeah. apparently was built for the o Onedian line. Do you know what? It's what is like a little fishing. It's, isn't it a, where they dry fish, where they smoke fish? It, That's what uh, it looks like. All, all it said was mm. as a Pacific Island hut. Oh right. Hmm. When did the Onedian line go to the Pacific? That's island? what I was thinking. I was. I thought it was a bit like Triangle. Yeah. They didn't go very yeah. that far, did they? Couldn't afford to go out of Portsmouth, I would have yeah, thought. Yeah, so he, he goes back because he wants to get his mighty clan army together. And unfortunately, there's only one old fella yes. with a lumpy back left. Um, they're, they're a bit... You remember the Tony Hancock episode where he does the cheap Eric the Viking yeah. knockoff? Yeah. <laughs> his, his guys remind me of that. Yeah. I've just got... Baron's camp is a bit tatty. <laughs> On my notes, it, oh, um, it, it ain't good. Nor no. is him starting to turn. Yeah, he's going a bit mutty, isn't he? He's oh, turning no. mutty, yeah. yeah. And meanwhile, of course, the marshal was has set these bombs to bury them alive after setting yeah. off a gas attack. Um, and that's how episode three ends with the charges going off and they're yes. sealed in. Yeah, the, for for some reason, the marshal has now decided that he wants to kill Varen, he wants to kill Kai, he wants to kill the mutants, he wants to kill the doctor. He's He's taking a lot on himself, isn't he? Kill, kill, kill. Yeah. 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 Um, we get a lovely close-up of Joe's outfit at the beginning of episode four. And it looks like it's made out of old carpet. It's a strange fabric, that it one. It is. Yeah, it doesn't look very comfortable. But we're, we're, at least we're in real caves. Yes. So that's something. Yes. I don't know where this was filmed. Oh, wait for behind there. the scenes. Wait for behind the scenes. Um, episode four, then. Um, they yep. get rescued by that bloke in the fire suit, and he takes them to yes. a very Doctor Who set. And uh, then I've put in big letters, it's Lom. It's another blooming yes, um, uh, Blake Seven connection. It's Lom. It is, another Blake Seven. And a Star Wars collection. He's Lobot as well. Yeah, and Lobot. Yep. Um, I, like, I like this guy. He's a good... John Hollis. He's a good, yeah, he's a, he's a good actor. He's got an interesting accent. That's I've put, um, what is that accent? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Um, um, and uh, what, what, I can't read my writing. He tried to report to Earth that Solos was turning into a slave colony. The mutants yeah. used to help him, but now don't come near him. I don't yeah, know what so that I, was all yeah. about. 
Well, the mutants, so as the mutants, the longer they turn, so when they first start to turn, they're quite friendly. I don't know what, how they were helping them. You said they were bringing them food in there. Yeah. So, you know, it's like you're in a cave and you go, this big insect brings you some stodge and you go, I'll eat that. Mm. They might have just been, they might have been like dung beetles and he was eating their poo. Mm, could be. Could be. That's why he wears that suit. Keeps the gas in. Um, yeah, Kai... I'm, again, I'm not sure about the guy playing Kai. He's a little bit one note. So he, he's become so obsessive, isn't he? He's, he's he's like the the political student that won't shut up about Marxism. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he he's sort of he's having a bit of a whinge. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Um, what's his name? Old Lom. Sondergaard. Oh, Sondergaard. Yeah. He says that the tablets are like, you know, Solace's version of the book of Genesis. It's yes, their Bible, so isn't it? The, yeah, it's their Bible. And there's there's um, this writing is all over uh, Solos, but he doesn't, he's only worked out a few bits. And it, there's you've got this lovely little scene where the doctor says, we'll, we'll stay here because the, obviously the bombs are going off and it's, you know, the caves are starting to collapse. So the doctor sends everyone else by this handy escape tunnel, but the Doctor and um, Sondergaard decide to stay and decipher these tablets, and they're both so happy yeah. <laughs> that they're doing it. I love it. That's such a lovely little character moment for the Doctor. It's that. a nice little scene yeah. where they're trying to it work is. out what they yeah. all mean. Yes, yeah, and it, yeah. and we've said before, isn't it nice when the Doctor doesn't know something? Yeah, I love this. That th- this is my sort of era of Doctor Who, where. Yeah, the doctor didn't know everything, no. and he's, he, his his thirst is for knowledge. Yeah, he wants to learn stuff. He didn't just know everything. Yeah. Um, luckily, the um, the hitherto unknown escape tunnel comes up at uh, Varen's fish hut. Doesn't <laughs> it, it does, doesn't it? Oh. And uh, I've got lots of padding now with yes. the others. Yeah, yeah. We don't we don't want to know anything about what's happening with these others, but. Because the big thing is obviously they they start to decipher these um, these uh, Moses tablets, and they work out that that the, the doctor works out that they actually show the seasons, the four seasons, and each season on Solos is a hundred uh, five hundred years, years. five hundred years. Um, but then they get interrupted by a load of polystyrene boulders fall down, um, so they 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 peg it as well, don't they? This 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 is the head scratcher for me in that the seasons change every five hundred years and when that do yeah. so do the Solosians. But has nobody ever thought to write down what happens every five hundred years? I mean, you know, we've we've got tons of documentation about what was happening during yeah. you know the Elizabethan era. Nobody writes down that oh, in five hundred years time we're going to all mutate and turn into a pupae stage. Well, weirdly as well, I mean, someone must have written this down, but then the Time Lords have got them. Yes. Yeah, what are the Time Lords doing with them? I don't know. Did they bother them? And they thought, we better better send these back. Why can't they just tell the Doctor what's going on? Perhaps, Mm. do you think they're just meddling with him? Yeah, punishing him still, maybe, yeah. Um, I've put Scabby Varon meets his men, all four of them. Yes, yeah, it's... It's the world's smallest, most unconvincing warrior army. Yeah. This this isn't exactly um, gladiator, is it? It's no. Four extras in beards. I've I've put 
here. Um, how do the mutant spines stick through the cloaks? Because when they turn around, I know. Yeah. How does this happen? They're not. Well, they're not sharp they're not... spikes. No, but also they're they're stuck to the cloak. So one guy, every time he moves, his his cloak flutters and his back moves with the cloak. So is his cloak going mutanty? Do you think that he's not actually turned into a mutant, but he doesn't want to be left behind? So he's stuck one he's stuck one to his cloak. No, no, oh, I am Oh, maybe that's what it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, meanwhile, you know, Sondergaard and the Doctor, they've gone into this uh, area that's radioactive. Yes. And Sondergaard okay, passes yeah. out. Yeah, the Doctor moves on, meets this glowing shape. Yeah. Uh, with a crystal. Um, I, I, no one's ever gone bothered going into this cave before. No. By the look of it, no. Um, yeah, it's the, the crystal, and it, yeah, just I couldn't work out whether it was meant to be a statue or one of the future creatures or what it's meant to be. But the Doctor gets this crystal, and evidently, this crystal is something that controls and helps the mutation to reach its end point. They've got a really complicated uh, evolutionary system yeah, on this. Yes. Planet. Yeah. Mm. Um. Also, at this point, we find out the Earth Investigator is on his way, yes, which doesn't make true. the Marshal happy. That's when I'm thinking, ah, the Master is in it, because yeah, is it Frontier in Space, where yes, he was like yep. an investigator or something from Earth, wasn't it? And, and normally on the sixth part, that's how they would get the second two episodes, or the last two episodes, uh, is throw the Master in, wouldn't they? So mm. I just bang him in, that way we, we don't have to write much. But yeah, no, it's not, it's... Um, it's just a, a nondescript uh, Earth investigator. Yeah, it was a bit of a disappointment when he turns yeah. up. I was waiting for him to peel his rubber mask off and it'd be the yeah. master underneath. Mm. They're sort of dressed almost as proto-Time Lords, aren't they? Yeah, I don't like they're, that they're, tinfoil outfit no, they're in. No, 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 I don't like it. Um, for some reason I've got... At the start of episode five, I've just put fight, fight, fight. Hang on, I haven't got what there the in hell? my notes. Uh, I'm trying to think what fight was I watching. Hang on, let, let's read down through mine. Um, for the rest of episode four, I've got yeah. Farron and the others get to the teleport, intending to yeah. destroy Skybase. Doctor realizes the Salonians are meant to change its evolution. Yes. Yeah. They need Jaeger's lab to analyze the crystal. Farron and co. arrive on Skybase and aren't noticed. Then they are. Countdown isn't, isn't to be stopped. And the end happens... Oh yes! Oh god! Yes, yes. The, uh, and the end happens. I've put uh, wall something, rockets fire, Varen on Kirby wires, bad CSO. That is so yeah. badly directed and edited. It's this terrible. Um, yeah, so there's there's a there's a, there is a fight in the uh, the sky base, and half of the wall gets blown away. But it doesn't create any vacuum or anything. You've got no but, wind yeah. rush. You've got no, no roar of the air being sucked out. And it's a big old hole, isn't it? It's yeah. not like a little thing. It's a massive hole. Um, and yeah, Varen gets... I can never remember where it's blown out or sucked out into space. Data did tell us in Next Gen, but I keep forgetting. Um, yeah, so he ends, he ends up on some wires hanging rather sadly. Mm. Um, and that's the end of Varen. Yeah. And all of this, when I'm watching it um, and thinking about it now, all of this, and especially when the investigators ship docks, this is very tomorrow, people. The way yes. it, 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 it's filmed, the unconvincing nature of it, everything, <laughs> is very tomorrow, people. 
Yeah, it, it, it is. It's the budget doesn't stretch um, for this. It's a bit bit of a shame because whenever you see in documentaries, you'll see a clip from this. It's always this bit where the the wall gets blown away, um, and it is really stupid. But it's a bit of a shame because there are there are other better bits in this in this sort of story. Um, but yeah, that's the that's the cliffhanger ended for episode four, isn't it? The, yeah. It's a bit weird, the rockets firing as well, because that's obviously, yeah. you know, a, a, a bit of the spaceship, you're filming up at it from underneath, and somebody's just dropping rockets down tubes, yes. and they're filmed, out, they're filmed falling out in real time, aren't they? Yeah, it, it's not the best, I don't know, I'm assuming it's just BBC special effects guys doing the model work, but it's not the best uh, directed, filmed, or... They don't slow anything down on the model no. stuff, so there's no scale to anything. It's really odd, that ending. Yeah. And then, episode five, I've put totally unconvincing depressurization, which seems to do nothing but get rid of Varen. Yeah. Yeah, everyone else is all right. They can just walk to the door. Yeah. Um, I'm presuming perhaps the pressure equalised. <laughs> don't they? No. Uh, Joe and, and the others are to be ex executed but interrupted by Jaeger every rocket malfunctioned and exploded yeah. on the ground instead of in the atmosphere yeah so it, it, it didn't work how he wanted it yeah. to now the planet is uninhabitable because it's contaminated yeah. the land hasn't it and yeah. the marshals in deep do do uh, now yeah a bit, a bit of a um, snaffy though, isn't it mm. um, but yeah it, I've also weirdly oh well, Stubbs gets shot and then I've got Big Set. I can't remember where. I should have made more copious notes. Big Set? Yeah, I've got Big Set. Was there a Big Set? Um, I've got the Doctor's alive and being hunted on the surface, so goes up to Sky Base yep. and is captured trying to free the others. I wonder what the Big Set was. We'll never know. Well, the next thing I've put is very thin spaceship approaches as the Doctor's oh, yeah, order yeah. to help Jaeger sort things out. Yeah, it's a needle point spaceship, isn't it? Well, I thought it was like yeah. a ladle. It looked like a ladle to me. Yeah, it's not very convincing. We don't get any close-ups. Um, and it, yeah, this is the um, investigator guy, and he's it's docking. Uh, unfortunately, where where it docks, it needs to refuel, and the marshals put the uh, Joe and the other guys mm. in the in this room, which is where the radiation comes out. Um, yeah. Which is very, very strange sequence where they escape all this, but it's a padding. It's like pad, well, pad, pad. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised it ended like it did because my, according to my notes, I, um, I've got the bit where, um, you know, they've, you know, they, they, they've sorted the problem out, but the marshal wants yeah. now them to now just change the atmosphere, so you know it's okay for humans and poisonous to the, the Salosians. And I put, almost at the end of the episode, and the investigator is about to arrive. Cue the master and the closing music, <laughs> I put. Then You're I put, hateful. ship docks. Rick James starts becoming Rick James as he realises the radiation in the room yeah. they're in is just about to increase as the investigator ship refuels. Oh, that's that. the end. Yeah. He's he acting goes, at that yeah. point. He goes, hold on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're gonna die. Yeah, it's terrible. Also, I, I can't take this scene seriously because on the wall behind them is a massive toilet seat. Is there? Hatch. Well, it, it just looks—it's shaped like a toilet seat. 
It's like, oh, they could have designed that better. It's um, it's not where they got the idea. You, you know that infamous publicity shot of Sigourney Weaver as Ripley and Jones the cat, and there's oh, a toilet be, seat yeah. in the background. It's not a homage yeah, yeah, to that, yeah. is it? Do you think? Do you think that um, what the set decorator of Aliens saw this <laughs> and thought that looks like a toilet seat? I'm going to put Rick that James in the next science shit. fiction thing I <laughs> yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. And Rick, oh, Rick James, oh dear. My, my final note for episode five is Rick James can't act. Uh, no, he is uh, the Rick James we, we we know so well now. Yes. Um, all right, so episode six, nice close-up shots of the spoon ship refueling. Yes, yep. Um, investor comes, comes in, doctor puts out his hand. I do like that, where the doctor goes to yeah. shake his hand and then the guy ignores it, so he just pretends to look at... He's got a bit of dirt on his hand or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Petra's brilliant. He's so good. I do like where he goes, um, you're, you're a doctor? Qualified in? He goes, practically everything. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. I like the way this investigator comes in, and he investigates immediately. Yeah. They don't convene yeah. no, to a, oh, a conference yeah. room. It's like they've travelled thousands and thousands of light years or whatever to get here. They don't, yeah, they don't, they don't want to have a, a rest or... A, bite to eat or anything it's like yep let's immediately let's do the investigation in this room yeah 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 the next thing i've got is ooh the refueling tube yeah this yeah. This, this tube <laughs> this pipe going I, down a tube is quite, all a bit ooh missus yeah, it is weird it's quite ambitious sequence for doctor who and they can't quite pull it off because they've obviously built at least you know a quite a large bit of set work and props and then we get a little model shot and then we get a long shot and they put a lot of effort into it but it's so dull mm. yeah basically weirdly the tube the tube to refuel will come in this door but just before it comes in there's enough time for them to get out of that hatch and then there's a set of stairs to escape yes. in the fuel pipe yes I don't, I don't quite know what's um, what's going on. Well, it got them out of the scrape, didn't it? It did, yes. Yes, yeah. Um, um, I can't, I can't, oh, Lom, what? Soder, so, Sonderman. Sonderman? So, Sondergaard. Sondergaard, that's it, yeah. yeah. He's gone up, and he's gone up with the mutts. Yes. But this is my second problem with the mutts, is... They're not too bad in bright studio lighting. I, I like the grey, you know, uh, colour scheme. But the people in the suits, they're, they're acting. Actors, yeah. Trying to be yeah, acting alien is, yeah. oh dear. Oh dear, feet, oh dear, oh dear. Like, like, they remind me a bit of the Zabi in that their feet are the weak point. Um, but they keep showing it. Yeah. Um, but then I, I, in my notes, and I, I, I was watching the face, and I think if it's the same thing as you, the eyes on it, um, they've got the same face as the 1960s Gamera suit. Yes, um, yeah. Yeah, and it, it was like, ah, oh. and as soon as I, when I realised that, I felt a bit of affection for them. Like, oh. Yeah, they are quite cute. I yeah. don't like the Monoptera-style hand-waving as well. No. You've got a bit of hand, it's a, a Monoptera mixed with a Zabi, these mutts. I do, I do love the fact that Sondergaard's relationship with them is like he's taken a group of old pensioners to Blackpool. <laughs> like, come on, get, come on, come together. No, don't wander off. Yeah, I've no, got... I'm, go I'm going to get the tickets now. I'm going to be, going to be all right here. Oh, I have yeah, seen OAPs yeah. walking around yeah. like that. Yes, yeah. Um, but the the inquiry is still going on, and the marshal starts ranting, and then realise yes. he's dropped oh. himself in it. 
you know. He, he does that thing that all dictators do in the end, doesn't it? They give themselves away with a bit of rant. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, that's when the mutt arrives and yes. and chaos oh, ensues. Yeah, they the mutt arrives, and because it's ugly, uh, even the hitherto um, you thought was going to be a decent guy. Yeah, the impartial investigator. Guy, yeah, he um, he just basically kill it. Yeah, um, and they follow it and shoot it down. I was, I was, it was actually quite a touching scene. They kill. Yeah, no, the marshal kills yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and then we find out the crystal. I've written it, written this down. Is a bio is biocatalytic. I'm not entirely sure what that means, but it <laughs> sounds good. I like the way the doctor just goes. Of course. Yeah, of course. Of course. I yeah. was just about to say that. Yeah, and um, they, that, that, yeah. That, yes, and uh, um, yeah, he's he needs to do something. I can't remember what he had to do. But meanwhile, Sondergaard and Joe are taken to the radiation yeah, so, room. So again. they need to get the crystal to Kai because Kai's. That's right. Yeah, he's mu- he's mutating, but it's uncontrolled. So they need to get the crystal. Luckily, he gives it. To, Doctor gives it to Sondergaard, and Sondergaard, the marshal, is like, "Ha ha, we're going to put you in the same room as Kai." Um, so they yeah they go they go down and they put the crystal near Kai, and he, he starts to uh, um, have a sort of some sort of weird attack. But then turn, he, he mutates it to a member of ABBA, doesn't he? Oh, Ian, Ian. Weird. Again, I could photo... I'd take a photo yeah. of this and send it to you. I'd put, knock-kneed mutant Kai transforms into one of ABBA. Yeah. Absolutely, it is one oh, of ABBA. It, yeah. He's turned into Benny. He has, yeah. He's turned into Benny. Um, and then we get the, 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 the best line reading ever. From you're not, you're not going to say what... Yeah. I, again, I, I, I've got it... I'm, I, I could take we a photo should, and send it should, to you now. Yeah, we should um, we should put these both on Facebook. And say, Are yeah. you going to say and leaves quotation marks great in it? In it, yep. That's exactly. I've put in quotation marks as well. Yeah, great, great. in yeah. it. That's the response yeah. from Cotton. Yeah. Great in it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh good grief. <laughs> and then I um, put very dodgy flying down cor- corridors. That's ooh, Benny. It's not good. That's yeah. Benny, isn't be- it? Be- Benny flies about in a most unconvincing way, um, in in sort of the sort of effect you'd get in Rent a Ghost, mm. you know, a, a ghost moving about. It's it's not the greatest, and it, it does become a little bit comedic. Yes, um, yeah. But he he um, he decides to get his own back on the marshal, and um, blows him up in the most pantomime way imaginable. Um, it's amazing. He goes mm. up in smoke, uh, and then. That, that's sort of the end, isn't it? Well, they, no, they, I've got in inverted commas, uh, die, Marshall, which is what Benny says. Oh, that's true, yes, yeah. Die, Marshall, which is German for the Marshall, of course. Yes, and uh, then I put mutt, the mutts are premature mutations. Yes. All yeah. this is, I guess it's the overlord's, you know, uh, interference, yeah, which has interference made them mutate too early. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because they, they should have mutated with the help of the crystal but none of them knew this so i don't know i think even if the marshal hadn't have uh, um, caused this to happen early they would have presumably just all mutated and died anyway because the, are they, doesn't sondergaard say that they the mutants would be drawn to that cave mm-hmm. i don't know it's a little, little bit woolly a little bit woolly um and then they they do the uh the most mad thing in the entire episode is they put Cotton in charge. Yes. 
but at least he does say when we're done does, yeah. sorting the mess out we're going to leave and go back to earth yeah and then um, Joe just is an idiot again sadly because she doesn't get the doctor's uh, we, we just need to pop away because you're not feeling well and she doesn't understand but he wants to just escape basically yeah. um, and we get we get another of these um, which we thought were quite rare but they actually happen a lot in these episodes is the uh, the inquisitor guy goes uh, doctor doctor who doctor who, doctor who yeah. did you say yes yeah it does happen quite a bit doesn't it yes it does much more I reckon at least once a season someone makes that joke yeah yeah, um, and that's how it ends. That's how it ends. Yeah. Uh, um, so you you hadn't seen this before. You had no knowledge about it. What no. did you think? Well, it it, it it's okay. Um, yeah. I I wasn't I wasn't disappointed in it. I mean, it's a John Pertwee one. Far too long. Could yeah. easily lose one episode. Um, but no, it's all right. I don't mind it's, it. Yeah, it's a serviceable. Sort of mid-level John Pertwee, isn't it? I think it's um, like I say you, you don't want to watch it in one go because you will fall asleep like I did. But I think weekly this would have been right up my street as a kid. I would have, you know, I would have lapped this up. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's one of those for, it seems to be one of those forgotten by fandom stories. Well, I've never. Yeah. It, I, no. It's never occurred to me to buy it. It's, ne it's never going to win any prizes on best episodes. It's never going to come bottom of anyone's list. Uh, I think by this point they would, you know, they were making. They they could do this sort of thing in their sleep, couldn't they? Pertwee was perfect as Doctor Joe was great. All the guest cast sort of do their bit. The special effects are about the same level as you get in most Pertwees. The story is reasonable. Yeah, it's very, very middle of the road. I think it's going to offend anyone other no. than Rick James listening to this. <laughs> yes, All right. Uh, behind the <laughs> scenes, um, yeah. you say where was it filmed? Uh, the first scenes, the outside quarry scenes, the it's moment and that, that's yeah. Northfleet, right? Uh, a quarry in Northfleet. Now, right. Northfleet is the northernmost point of Kent. Um, oh, really? uh, yeah, it's on the uh, south shore of the Thames Estuary. It's between Dartford and Gravesend. All so right. not that far away? Not That's that good. far away from me. I don't want to visit it. I, it's no. not a particularly uh, um, um, nice area of Kent, in my opinion. But that's just my opinion. I'm sure if you Ooh. live in Northfleet, you are perfectly happy with it. It's just not one of the uh, day trip uh, destinations for me. All right. Um, so that's the first little bit. Um, now, this mutt thing, them being called yes. mutt, do you know about how that was a very, very last-minute change? I don't know. I, yeah, I uh, maybe, what, three days before shooting started, they weren't called mutts. They were called months. Oh, that sounds a little bit... Um... Well, a little bit easy to mishear. That is one of the reasons it was changed, yeah. because, yes, it could be misheard. But apparently, um, I, I mean, it's meant to stand for, Munt is meant to stand for mutant native. But okay. somebody's pointed out it's an old racist South African term. All right. Yeah. And it comes from the word umanta, which means person in the... I can't read my lang uh, writing. Bartu language of the Zulu population. All right. All right. So because of its somewhat, you know, historical racist overtones and the fact that, as you say, 
could be misheard. Um, it was changed at the very, very last minute to mutt. And I think it was Terence Dix who came up with the word mutt. I don't know if they, 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 they changed it to mutt as in it's another word for a dog. Yeah, because mutt, mutt is like, yeah, a, 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 a non-pedigree dog, isn't it? A, a mutt. Hmm. And we had muttly and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and it also, it does sort of, it does sort of fit mutant slightly better. Hmm. Than Munt. Hmm. Yeah. All right, Kai then, right? Yep. Garrick Hagen played Kai, who you know, you know him. Although I don't, I don't recognise him without the moustache. Ah, okay. Is he Biggs? He's Biggs in God. yes, in the deleted you know scene what? from I, the first Star Wars film. Yeah, I saw, um, I saw his name in the credits a couple of times, and I thought that's familiar. Uh, but then I was going to look it up, but yeah, of course, Biggs, Biggs, Dark Lighter. Dark Lighter, yes. And also, he's the uh, father, that couple at the beginning of the 1989 Batman, uh, yeah. you've got a, a, a couple with their son who get mugged. He's the father oh, in okay. that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the mutants then, as we say, built by James Atchison, um, sculpted foam rubber covered in latex. And Micah, uh, he wasn't supposed to make them. It was actually oh. meant to be Barbara Lane. She was supposed to have the job, but she fell ill a few weeks before filming. And um, at very, very last minute, um, Jim stepped in at the last minute. Um, he couldn't find anybody to help him, so he had to do it all himself, um, working really long hours to get the job done in time, you know, like 20 hour days yeah. to get it done. He was focusing on the bodies. His, the heads of the mutants were actually passed across uh, to somebody by the name of Alistair Botel, all right, who used to be uh, James's teacher at art school. Really? And yeah, he he sculpted and cast the heads. The the, the heads were cast in latex in yeah. I think it was his kitchen oven. Okay, <laughs> um, but um, half of them that he made were thrown away because they were um, unusable. I guess because you cooked them in yeah. a household oven. Um, yeah, which is latex is not the best thing to do in a household oven. It just doesn't get to the right temperatures. No, for them. no. So I think that's what that was. Also, incredibly dangerous thing to do. Yeah, I wouldn't want to stick. Yeah, I wouldn't, exactly. I wouldn't want to kick, uh, cook anything in my um, oven straight after that. Um, and yeah, when filming was done for the uh, for the story, uh, John Pertwee yeah. took one of the heads home. And gave it to his son Sean. <laughs> so Sean Pertwee owned one, uh, but in 1978, John donated it along with all the other props he had um, amassed from Doctor Who as a prize in a raffle for the Doctor Who Appreciation Society. Oh, uh, because nice. they, they had a charity raffle, yeah. So God knows where that is now. I mean, oh, have you sent me a photo? I did. I sent you a separated at birth. A separated. Let me have a look. Oh, yes. The yeah. old Gamma Rat and the Mutant. It is the eyes, isn't it? It's it definitely is. it's the eyes. eyes yeah. I'll save that and I'll put that yeah. on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, where else was I? Um, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So, as I say, it was filmed in Northfleet, the first yep. scene. Um, the second scene, part the, the, the cave entrances that we see, they were a private residence in Northfleet. Oh, right. Because... 
that leads on to our third location, which is Chislehurst Caves, all right, which is right. in the same area. And of course, that area of Kent, as I say, it the, forms the uh, south shore of the Thames estuary, are part of the North Downs, which are all made out of clay, uh, clay, all made out of chalk, right? right. And, you know, Chislehurst Caves have, um, you know, um, have, have been used by mankind going back to the time of the Celts. Yeah. The Saxons used them, the Romans used them, you know, and the Celts Don't before the Romans used them. Yeah. No, they were there because chalk, they needed the chalk, but also, more importantly, yeah. they wanted the flint, right? So, yes. so there was a proper mining activity. I think it's something like 20 miles of tunnels through Chislehurst Caves, okay? Um, quite an interesting history because um, um, during the First World War, the Chislehurst Caves, they stored explosives in there, right? Because they're deep caves and they're nice and safe in there. Um, between the wars, there was uh, 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 some sort of embargo on importing mushrooms, and there was a mushroom shortage. <laughs> so Chislehurst Caves were given over to growing mushrooms. But then the Second World War started, and it's like, that's a waste of manure. We need that somewhere else. So that was stopped. And they um, started practicing gas attacks down in those tunnels, right? Wow. Which is kind of funny because we see gas yeah. attacks in the tunnels in the Doctor Who story. You know? See, it was uh, art imitating life. Yeah, and if you go to Chislehurst Caves now, and there are guided tours yeah. around them, uh, those glyphs that they had drawn on the walls are still yeah. there. Oh, God, they vandalized the cave. Yeah, yes. Oh, did you see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You ever been tempted to uh, visit the cave? No, because that means going to that area. And, uh, yeah, uh, no, not for me. Um, the guy who played the marshal, Paul Whitson yes. Jones, I can totally see this. He based his uh, uh, performance on Goering. Yeah, that makes sense. Even down to the swagger stick. Goering yeah. had a swagger stick, didn't he? he? Did, yeah, he had a, one specially made, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah that does make sense, actually. He, and he looks like him as yeah. well, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, that's not a nice thing to look in the mirror and think, hmm, I look like Goering. If ever they yeah, if ever they do a World War II film, I'm, I'm right set for being Goering. What a, uh, yeah, that's not yeah. good. Uh, another bit of info I've got, um, the bad blood between John Pertwee and Christopher Barry, which had started oh, when right. they worked on the demons, didn't yeah. improve during the production of this story. And it, it resulted in Christopher not working on the show again until after John Pertwee had left. Wow. Do you hmm. know what they uh, fell out about? Just I don't know. I think it's just character, isn't it? Yeah. You know. Um, and then finally, I thought this is quite nice. Um, as the result of written correspondence with Barry Letts, Peter Capaldi at that time was sent a package of production materials from it from uh, the mutants including two used scripts floor wow. plans and set designs the actor has said that barry's kindness was a trigger to my ambition to work in tv wow so from little acorns indeed yeah yeah i wonder if he still got them scripts floor plans wow. and set designs for oh, the mutants yeah hmm yeah all right okay that's behind the scenes i thought today uh we would yeah. talk about the mutts but also uh, the real adversary isn't it is the marshal 
Yes. So can we yeah. do both, if you don't mind? Yeah, we, we certainly can. Who, 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 bring up a photo of the marshal's outfit, because I uh, remember it. Bulging. That's the best word for it. Bulging. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. You call that up. I'll turn my page. There he is. There he is. Okay, so we do the, the marshal first? Alright, let's do the yeah. marshal. Alright, so the design, that outfit you're looking at right now, what do you reckon? Yeah, it's... I'm not... I mean, it's, it's very Avon, this black and silver. Mm. Uh, and silver just doesn't really work. It, it, I know they thought it was futuristic, but it just looks incredibly naff now. Um, and also, I really don't think it's the right cut for a man of his stature. But if, if like say, if they were look, going for a Goering vibe, they certainly hit it. Um, I, I'd have to give this a very, very like like most of the things in this story. I'd have to give this a very middle of the road five, I think, for his yeah. design. It it does the job. Yeah, he is Mr. Average. I agree yeah. with a five. Yeah. All right. And then how effective is I, I, the marshal? Yeah, I'm not a great fan of this guy's acting style. It's a little bit sort of unbelievable, a little bit wooden. But I think he does do the job. He does have a bit of a little bit of menace about him. And I do like the fact he leads from the front. Um, and you do feel he probably would happily kill someone. Hmm. Um, so I, I'm going to give him a, a six and a half for effectiveness. I think he's, he's above average. Okay. I, I don't think that he's above average um it's his performance that lets it down as i say if it was you know a nider i would totally yeah. believe he was all for genocide you know um and uh, yeah and no, i only gave him a four you think he's more more of a bank manager yeah he's I more of a toady a lot of bank managers yeah yeah he's more of a toady or a lackey all right so yeah. that's an adversary rating of 5.25 all right and, yep, he's in a caravan. Will he be in charge of this lot? All right, mm. will he try dominating them over to his way of thinking? We have got uh, the Beast, that giant version oh, right, of Satan. Yeah. Right. He's, he's going to want to wipe that out, isn't he? Yep. I think he could try and work out, uh, work out a way of dealing with this fella, Agador. Yeah, yeah. I, th I think he would skin out the Agador and wear it as a cloak. Oh, see, he needs a cloak, yeah. the marshal. Yeah. That's oh, what yeah, he was missing. Yeah, uh, then the pating. Uh, I think the pating would the have just ate him. Well, the pating can eat things massively large, but could it eat him? I don't know. He oh, might I be a bit know. too fatty. All right. He, I think the marshal could use the war machines to yeah. oh, ward off pating. Yeah. yeah. He, he would have them reprogrammed, yeah, wouldn't he? Yeah, he would. He would love them. That, that, that would be his private army. All right, so that's the marshal in that caravan. All right, let's go to the mutts now, beginning with the look of the mutts. Yeah, design-wise, uh, I think it's good design. It's nice. It's nicely alien, considering at this point in Doctor Who's sort of history, aliens were normally just fascists in black mm -hmm. they, you know they, they wouldn't even normally go to sort of um, lumpy foreheads or anything like that um, yeah I, I think the design is really good I, I'm going to give it a 7 7 I was going to give it more but I don't like the eyes right the eyes are weird they're like the sea devil eyes I think that I think when we did the sea devils we both scored it down because the eyes 
Yeah. Just don't look right. Yeah. If you're going to have eyes with pupils, they've got to move. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So yeah. Um, again, snap. Um, I'm, I'm a seven with you. Um, and how effective are the mutts? I think in in some scenes they're really effective. I do like some of the movement, but then. As soon as they get to, like, say, they just reminded me of a, a group of old pensioners mm. wandering about. Um, so I, I'm going to give them. I'm going to give them the same as seven. I think they're they are they are good in like in the cave scenes, especially when you see it first. Like, oh, that's really good. Nice and alien. But yeah, I, seven's the most I could give them. I think. All right. Well, I, I gave them a five. I don't right. like the hand gestures and the skittering around and all that like that. You know. So that's a six and a half. All right, they get a six and a half. Let me write that down. Six and a half, mutt. Okay, where do they go? What caravan do they go in? Oh, they've got a caravan all by themselves. All right. Oh, they probably deserve it. Yeah, yeah. I was hoping they might end up with a Zabi or something, because then it'd be quite apt. No, no, they're all by themselves for the, for the moment. I mean, next yeah, door is. Sure yeah, next door at 6.4, we got the Morax. Right. Who was the Morax? Uh, wasn't that the... That was the uh, uh, sort of godzilla looking thing that was uh, nabbing Perry on Time Lash. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. I think, I think that's the Morax. Or is it the, the mud people? Right. Yeah, what, were, what were the mud witches You, called? me and the listener yeah. suddenly start typing in Morax. It was Morlocks, wasn't it? That's more locks. What are the Morax? I reckon it's going to be that mud-like mud beings that were imprisoned there in Pendlefield. Yeah, right. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, they're at six point four. Next one up at six point six. Will any of these help mutt out? Um, the Skithra. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, sort of insecty. Yeah. Uh, the Destroyer, that big blue bloke. Oh wait. And Sharaz Jack. Shar Sharaz Jack. I don't think he's going to enjoy being around them, is he? No, he might use them as slave labour yeah. again. He might do, yeah. Yeah. I just think they need a holiday, don't they? They, they do. They need a stop break. Stop exploiting things. the mutts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so that's that. Um, I, I take it it's not in your top ten. No, no. It, I imagine if I made a list of all episodes, it's going to be somewhere slam bang in the middle. Sort yeah, of, just uh, decidedly average, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's very. I mean, that's that's a great way of summing it up. It's very decidedly average. Yeah, you're not you're not going to have a horrible time, but you're not going to break any records. No, watching it, no. And and for that reason, it being slap bang in the middle, it's not in our bottom threes. No, yeah. oh no, nowhere near. It had some really interesting. It's not terrible, some, is it? No. Some good guest stars. Mm. Uh, and Pertwee and Joe are great in it. Oh yeah, yeah, and and she's still looking fabulous. Oh yes, you know, yeah. All right, so that's it. That's us over. So um, well, goodbye, Pertwee, for a bit. Bye bye, Pertwee. Yep, for a while. And um, so we'll move on to Tom and the Fourth Doctor, and it's my Go choice. Googly eyes again. Back to yeah, we've gone from one lot of googly eyes oh, to an, I another we, lot. Yeah, we never mentioned, but we should have, I suppose, that um, it'd be ironic if you choose this story. But the, the mutts appear once more in a Tom Baker story, Brain and Morbius. Oh, they do, the don't suit, they? Yeah, yeah, just the suit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not. No. No, no. Um, that would have been weirdly coincidental. It it would be, um, but it's not. All right, so it's clue time. All mm. right, for you and the listener. Right now, my clue for the Tom Baker story is that if you thought of uh, the Fourth Doctor's adversaries as Marvel comic 
characters, uh, right? Okay. This one would be the Hulk. If you thought of Marvel comic characters, so mm -hmm. this would be the Hulk. Someone that that changes into a no, wrong way. No, wrong you're way. thinking too okay. literally. Green, green, yes, and big. Okay. Oh, is it the crinoids? No. Oh, we've done them. I can't no. remember. We've done green and big. Oh, is it um, crawl? It is crawl. Oh, wow. it is. I think we're going to go crawl, crawl, crawl every time crawl. we mention crawl. him. Yeah. Yes, I thought. Yes, crawl it's about. Smash. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was about time we had a Romana Mark One story. That's true, yes. Which yeah. we haven't um, featured on this show yet. And Blake Seven Links, of course. Of with course. With both um, John Aberini, or whatever his name is, and um, the captain of the Leyland. Yes. Uh, captain Leyland from the London. Yes, yep, yep, yep. Um, so we've got both of them and a yeah. whacking great big uh, tentacle monster. I. Um, I missed the first episode of Powered Crawl because I was uh, our train was stuck. We were in London. Um, it must have been one of the Sinclair Computer Fairs, something like that, and uh, we couldn't get back in time, so I missed the first episode. Couldn't you have just stood outside Rediffusion or something and looked through the window? Well, we were we were stuck on the train in oh. uh, Paddington, um, waiting for it to come back, and it was just delayed, 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 delayed. And then finally, it was about three hours late leaving the station, and I missed Doctor Who that night. Now, you you come from a family of science fiction lovers, so yes. were you all in that train carriage, all crying well, your my, hearts out? Uh, well, me and my brothers were there, so we missed it, but my dad watched it, because he didn't go to London. <laughs> so he was sat smugly at it, home yeah. with his feet up. Yeah, and it was one of those where um, I didn't get to see it until... Uh, I had a, a, a mate that had all of the the tapes, all the stories on VHS, probably about 20th generation from Australia, and he lent it me, and that was, it was like, oh, I can finally get to see it. I shouldn't have bothered with it. <laughs> Why are we <laughs> no, talking about this now? This, this is for I know, next yeah. week. Let's just carry it on now. I could no. probably do I could probably do I've seen this one quite a few times, so I could probably do have it. Have you? Off the top of my head, yeah. Right, right. Oh, it's a guilty pleasure, this one. For me. Excellent. Good. Glad to hear that. Glad to hear that. Yeah, so, yeah, join us next time, folks. First ever... Yeah, um, yeah Key to Time, first story. Talk about Key to Time, first yeah. ever talk about Romana Mark One. I'm sure we'll have a lot to say about Mary Town. Oh, will we? Yes, yeah. Mm. All right. All right. Okay, folks, see you then, Good then. Stuff. All right. Cheers, then. Thanks, then. Bye-bye.